Okay, welcome to the podcast, Speak It Out Loud. I'm so sorry that I have not uploaded anything um, in months, probably, like two, three months. I was very overwhelmed with school and 18 hours and working virtually and helping my parents work virtually. It's been a lot, and I feel like I've finally gotten a balance in my life. Um, And so for today, I actually don't have anyone to interview, and I just feel inspired um, like through my own thoughts right now, and so that's why I'm recording this podcast. But I just want to talk about a few things, and for the past maybe three weeks, I have felt, I'll just say like the past month and a half, I've probably felt the happiest I have um, all year, and I have just been reflecting on the things that I've changed to get to this point, and what has gotten me to this point, and I know that I can like, I know that this can be temporary, um, but I also know that whatever struggles that I go through, I can always be better at the end of it. And so there's just a few things I want to talk about, but thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was finding comfort in timing. I'm going to share a few personal experiences um, about timing because timing is something that I feel we often overlook and we kind of just are impatient and want things right now, but we don't always get them right now. And so the first story that I'm going to share happened about, I'll say two, three years ago. Um, I was living in Utah. I moved to Utah for the summer, and I just wanted to try something new, and I lived over there for the summer, and I liked it so much that I decided to stay for a whole other year. And so during this time in Utah, for the first uh, maybe six months, I six, seven months, I worked retail, and I was kind of getting fed up with retail because that, that was like my first time working retail, and I just, I just knew it wasn't something that I wanted to do long term. Um, sorry, I'm at work right now. Um, and so I started looking for jobs and I just wasn't really feeling a progression in retail because it wasn't making me happy. Like I wasn't fulfilling anything that I wanted, um, from that job. And so I was applying for many jobs as at schools. And so I applied, maybe I applied to be a secretary. I applied to be um instructional assistant at like four schools and this all happened like over a few months like it happened during the time that i was working retail those six seven months and i finally got hired in november and i started working retail in june and so i finally got the job that i wanted and i got hired in november the week before thanksgiving and i remember i got the call when i was like flying home um for thanksgiving and i was super excited and they're like okay like you come back from your trip on saturday you all start monday and i was like okay i can do it and so i hadn't met um the student that i was going to work with at this point i was just going to work with one student and i had actually interviewed at the school 
for another position the last time. And so I want to say in September, I interviewed for a different position and I didn't get the job. And I thought I did really good in the interview. I was super bummed out. And you could ask my friends and they will tell you about all the other interviews that I had that I was super bummed that I wasn't getting the other jobs. But I was like, whatever. And so when I interviewed for the different one in September, I was really bummed that I didn't get the job because I really liked the principal. And it was like down the street from where I lived. And finally, they called me like three weeks after the first interview and they're like, hey, like we know that we didn't hire you for the first one, but we have this other job that's gonna open up and we really want you to apply. Like we think you'd be um, a good candidate for it. And I was like, okay. So I went to interview and they're like, just so you know, like you'll be shadowing a student with autism and we have a lot of behavior issues with him. Like he hits, he screams, like you need to have thick skin for this. Like, do you think you'll be up to it? Like, we don't, we don't want to put you, if you're going to be uncomfortable. And I was like, no, like I want it. Like I, I knew that it was something that I would be um, good at. And so I said, yes. And I'm not going to lie. I was pretty intimidated, um, like based off of what I was hearing about the student. Like I interviewed for this job right before I flew out and I was pretty nervous because they just said like, oh, he throws a, he throws a desk, he bites, he does X, Y, and Z. And I was just like, okay, um, I'm just gonna go for it. And so we started and I worked from November until May with this student. And I will just say those months changed um, so many parts of my life. I'm like getting emotional thinking about it. The student um, never did any of those things, like those threats that the staff had told me he does like we never had him throw a desk he never cussed at me he never screamed at me like none of that ever happened and i was just like oh my gosh like i was so worried about that when i was getting interviewed and then none of that even happened and even besides that like i loved helping him progress in the things that he lacked and we made so many steps i feel like i became really patient and I learned a lot about myself and how um like what I bring to the table because sometimes I overlook those things that I don't think are important and they were so important in this job and so all those seven months um that I was working retail ended up being like perfect to the position like the job that I got and so it was perfect um, I think that timing was so meant for me because if I would have gotten any of the other jobs I interviewed I wouldn't have had that opportunity and that is like those months that I spent with that student were some of the best times for me that I will really hold dear to my heart um, like before I moved back to Texas I think I cried like the last two weeks every day because I was just so sad because we had such a good bond and I just loved the environment at the school. Like it was just, it was totally unexpected, but it was just the perfect timing for, for my life. And I just feel like God was so aware of what I wanted and he knew that I would progress in, in that job. And I did, and I, it led to me being more ambitious after. So the next point is also 
um, about a job. And so when I moved back to Texas, um, this is the second story, by the way. When I moved back to Texas, I went back to my old job and I was a tutor, but I wasn't really satisfied. I took a pay cut from the job that I was working in Utah. I was working way less hours and I just, like once you already have something better and not that it was a bad job, like I loved the people there too. Um, I just wanted more for myself. I wanted to challenge myself. I wanted something full time and I applied. So I started working in August as a tutor and I interviewed every month twice and I never got hired. And I was like so fed up. I was so mad. I would like take it really personal. I was like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, why don't people like me? Like, I know I bring this to the table. Like, why don't they see that in me? And I was super frustrated. I was practicing every interview. And then finally in freaking January, I got hired for a job. So in September, in October, in November, in December, and January, that's four months, I applied eight times. And I finally got hired January 28th. And I remember this because I was on my way out of town with my parents and I got a call that I was hired. And oh my goodness, I got hired in January, right? And I started work a week or two after that. And a month later, the whole pandemic happened. And I say that because if I would have stayed working part-time as the tutor, I would have been unemployed during the pandemic. I would be broke. I wouldn't have any money like for school. Like it would have been a disaster. And so I spent those eight interviews super sad that I didn't get any of the jobs. And then I finally got hired. And literally the month before the pandemic, I got hired. It was so crazy. And for me, that was just like another strong um, testimony of God's timing for me. I just think he was so aware. And not even that, but besides the pandemic, like all the other jobs that I interviewed for are like way on the other side of town, like 30 minutes, 20 minutes, like way on the other side of town. And the job that I got hired for is five minutes away from my house. Like how perfect was that? Like I got hired right before the pandemic. Then the job that I wanted was five minutes away from my house. Like I couldn't have been any luckier. And I couldn't have felt like even more loved by my Heavenly Father for doing that for me. And so I will always, always remind people that their timing will happen when it's their time. And I have a few friends of mine that I'm going to interview about timing because I can think that they'll say a lot of the same things about their experiences. And so that was the first thing I want to talk about is timing. Um, in the moment, it does suck whenever you're not getting what you want and when you're impatient and when you feel unsatisfied. But just know things are going to happen when they're meant to happen. I cannot stress that enough. I think I spent so many of those months taking it personal, feeling insecure when I wasn't getting hired, when I wasn't getting those jobs. And then I finally got jobs that like blessed me 
like immensely, like so much. And so I will always advocate for finding comfort in timing because everything will happen when it's supposed to. And I know that's super cliche. Um, wow, my phone really does just, sorry, my laptop. Um, it's all gonna happen when it's supposed to be. And if you feel, I'm so sorry, my friend is literally texting me on my laptop. Um, if you ever feel discouraged about where you're at in life, reach out to me and I will hype you up because things are coming for you. Okay, this is like my fifth time recording this and I'm gonna try and make this the last one. But the last thing I wanna talk about is just, I don't even know what I would call this, but I'll just give the background to the topic. Um, I was telling my close friends on Instagram that I had an experience where someone at work told me I was too serious and that I didn't show, like I didn't laugh enough and like whatever. And when I posted about it on Instagram, it was kind of just telling them about it because I needed, like, I didn't want to be rude to this individual, um, but I didn't really know, like, I don't want to change who I am, like, who I am either. And I was just thinking about how, when I was younger, I took those types of comments so personal. Like, I would cry about it very often because I hated being told that I was too serious or that I didn't know how to have fun or that I wasn't outgoing enough. And all these comments have been made to me. Um, and I remember the first time a comment like that was made was freshman year during basketball. I was a very dedicated player. Like I never missed a practice and I would be there every day. And I would show up ready to do what I needed to do. I would show up to play basketball and that was it. I wouldn't laugh, like I wouldn't mess around. I mean, I would mess around when the coach was like joking about, like when he would make jokes, but I wouldn't go out of my way to braid someone's hair during practice, like some of my other um, teammates would. And like, just like wasn't me. And my coworker told my, not my coworker, my teammate told another one that I was too serious and that I didn't know how to have fun. And I remember when they told me that, I was just like, it's not that I don't want to have fun. I just, like, I just came to play basketball. Like, this is fun, playing basketball. Like, I'm not here to be laughing the whole time. I'm here to play. And although I had that response, I was secretly battling that comment in my head all throughout high school. I hated being told that I was too serious because I knew that I wasn't those things. And comments have been made like that, like most of my teenage years, I would say, even like not recently until this past week, but from 16 to 19 every year, comments like that would be made. and. I finally realized that none of those comments came from love and they didn't even come from people who knew me like well enough to know that I wasn't any of those things. Like my close friends will tell you that I'm, it's not that I'm a serious person, it's that I'm quiet, but I do know how to have fun and that I am outgoing. 
in just different ways than other people. Like I'm not a loud person, but I'll still have fun. And I just think that we sometimes spend too much time thinking about what someone else tells us that we are. And because we spend so much time thinking those things, we think that we are those things. And it's not true. Like who is someone to say that you're too emotional just because you feel things differently than they do? Or I remember someone told me that I was too religious and I was just like, what's wrong with being too religious or what's wrong with being less religious than someone else? Like if you were to tell someone like, oh, you're not religious enough, like who are you to say that to someone you know, like I just learned that comments like that never come from a place of love unless I think there's only the only exception is when it comes from someone that knows you. Like, let me give you an example. If my sister knows that I have certain goals, like if I have a goal financially or whatever, and she spent, sees me spending money and she tells me, oh, you spend too much money or oh, you're spending too much money. I see that as constructive criticism because she knows what my goal is. Or if my friend Buddy were to say, oh, um, you're not reading your scriptures enough. Like I know that's from love because he knows where I want to be spiritually. And so I think comments like that are acceptable in that situation. But if it's someone who doesn't know you or doesn't know your desires, there is no need for any comments like that. And I hope that this also teaches you and even myself to not make those comments because we've all done it, but we can all change. And that's what we need to realize. We can always be who we want and we don't need to explain it to anyone ever. Um, If you have sad thoughts or positive thoughts, like you we'll get through it but just know that whatever someone tells you something about yourself just ask yourself how well does this person know me and two did this comment come from love or hate and i just think that anything that comes from hate don't spend more than two seconds thinking about what they said because they're shouldn't be any room for those type of comments and i just hope that you guys know how valuable you are and how much you're needed regardless of who you are if you're too expressive if you're too um positive or if you're not spiritual enough or if you're not um funny enough like just know that you're someone to anyone that you can encounter i can promise you that you've brought some type of light to at least one person in a thousands of ways i can name five people at the top of my head that have made me smile for five different reasons like they're i promise you that you are that someone for everyone that you know and so thank you so much for listening to this podcast as always you can reach out to me on the instagram speak it out loud podcast i am always looking for topic recommendations i plan on having someone to interview for the next episode because 
I don't really want this to be about me. Um, I really want it to be about other people and their stories because there is so much beauty in everyone. And I just want to share what they have to say. And so thank you so much for listening and we'll see y'all next week.